everybody. Welcome to episode four of Weekly Pulls. So for those of you who are new to the show or new to the podcast, I'm not sure what to call it, <laughs> new to the podcast, I am someone who is a long time comic book reader who I took a break and I'm back now to try to find books that interest me. I read mostly indies, mostly self, mostly, uh, you know, uh, creator owned, but I do dip into other, other more popular books now and again, some of the capes and cowls occasionally. So every week I go to, to my local comic book shop and I try to find books that interest me, number ones, or places I can jump onto, or just books that catch my eye as I explain what I thought of each book. At the end, I'll determine whether or not I will continue reading that book or if that's just not for me. So I'll try to explain everything. I will be talking about what happens in the books. I'll try to not get into too much detail but I will be spoiling a little bit of them for you. So just a heads up, if you do not want any spoilers whatsoever, come back and listen later for the books that I will be talking about. So the first one is, uh, is a book that caught my eye because this, this cover just jumped out at me and I just wanted to read it. And that book is A Legacy of Violence, number seven. This is by Mad Cave, uh, created by Colin Bunn, Andrea Mum and Russ Wooten. Uh, this was a, a total cover purchase. I love the cover on it. It had a really scratchy, grainy kind of art style, a little bit of a horror vibe. No idea what this book was about when I first jumped into it. I just thought, this looks cool. I'll try it out. And, you know, when we jump into the middle of a story like this, it's always hard to get your bearings and uh, to kind of, you know, try to piece together what's happening. The, but in this one, we have some, uh, we have, it's, this is a, it's classified as a slasher horror book, but I got a lot more than just a slasher. When I, when I hear slasher, my mind goes to kind of a, I don't say simple, but kind of a formulaic approach to, to horror. I'm not big on slashers, um, and no offense to those of you who are just not my cup of tea, but I'm typically not a fan of slasher horrors. If I would have known it was a slasher horror, I may not have even picked it up, but I'm glad I did because there's more to it than just a slasher. There are some family legacies that are kind of being interwoven here of kind of uh, the, the impression I'm getting just from jumping in the, into this one book is, you know, legacy and, and fa past family, you know, what, what your ancestors have done or what your family tree has done, the, the, the terrible things they've done. And I say terrible things because it's also involving Nazi Germany. Not sure exactly how, but we are getting flashbacks and uh, we are kind of, the feeling I'm getting is escaping your, your, your family's sins. <clears throat> it's kind of the impression I'm getting on this one. I'm a big fan of Colin Bunn. Uh, he has written some, some books that I've been really, really big fans of. And so, so far, um, this book impressed me. It's more than just a slasher. So the, the art style I really enjoyed. I enjoy the story from what I could understand. And of course, I can't knock the book for that. That's my fault for coming in at issue seven. I believe there's 12 of, the, 12 of these. So while I be continuing these, I will be when they're all collected. I won't be continuing every month. I'll wait till there's a collection, and then I'll go in and read all 12 all together. But I really liked the scratchy and grainy art. And it seems like, a, you know, my concern with a lot of these horror books and slashers especially is with, with this type of horror, 
is whether or not the book take, takes itself seriously. Uh, I'm a big, I'm, I'm not a big fan of these horror, these horror stories that don't take themselves seriously. They'll try to inject humor, just not for me. And this book does not strike me as that. It strikes me as something that t- takes itself seriously and is trying to tell a meaningful story that has some weight to it. So that's what kind of drew me into this one after, of course, the beautiful cover. But the, the art style, I'm a big fan of. Now, the next one is one that I uh, I just picked up because I'd heard some things about it and a beautiful, colorful cover. And that is Antarctica, number one. This is by Top Cow, by Simon Burks, Willie Roberts, and Lyndon White. Uh, in this one, we meet, a, we meet a young woman named Hannah who is reeling from the loss or from her father not returning home. And she's down on her luck. She finds herself just not, not a whole lot of things going right for her. And she's fallen on some hard times. She finds herself homeless and kind of down on her luck, struggling with, with life and just kind of coping. But a friend of hers, uh, her friend of her, hers is named Jim, who helps her, who encourages her, who helps her get back on her feet. And, you know, she gets a job and she's starting to get her life together. Uh, but unfortunately, some tragedy strikes and that convinces Hannah to go search for her father who has been missing for years. In a quest to find her father, she finds herself in Antarctica and she quickly discovers that there's a lot more to the story than she would have anticipated. So very quickly, she finds out uh, there's some time travel, maybe alternate dimensions, maybe. Uh, I really like the art style. The story was great. The writing was good. The The beginning, the first issue had me invested in the characters. It had me invested in Hannah, especially. And that's not always easy to do. You know, you have the first issue. To have me invested in the first issue speaks volumes to the amount of time that was that was taken and, and the kind of the setup for the story. We don't get a whole lot about what's coming until the very end of the issue. But the very beginning, middle and, and towards the end, it does a great job of setting all that up. Kind of letting you know who the characters are, you know, what she's been through. So I did really become invested in this character and her quest to find her father. And I'm a sucker for time travel stories, so I am on board. I will be continuing with this series. I really like the colorful artwork, the kind of the the art style. All of it really spoke to me. And of course, I love the setting that we're heading into now. The first half of the story is in a city, but later in the book, we end up in, in Antarctica. And I love that remote isolated feeling and you know where the the elements you know the cold the 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 bitter cold that if you you know you pass out outside or you do something wrong that one mistake can mean life or death i like that isolated feeling of being in the cold of being in the snow of nowhere to go you're trapped i I love that feeling i love that setup just something about it just I, i just love it having that like you're stuck here kind of feeling so I really liked it. Lots of mystery, lots of lots of um, lots of really um, really great ways the story can go, and I'm on board with it. I, I will be con- I will be continuing with this one. Uh, really close to being my pick of the week, honestly. This is one of my favorites of the week. Didn't quite make make pick of the week, but it was a, a good one. I enjoyed it. Uh, the next one is uh, one I've heard a lot about this week. I heard a lot about this book, and that is. Uh, Fishflies 
Fist Flies, number one by and by Image Comics. This is written and, and drawn by Jeff Lemire. This was a, originally posted on Lemire's Substack. Uh, Fish Flies is now published, and we are getting it in you know this this uh, format. From what I understand, it was altered a little bit just to fit the format, because on Substack it had a, a bit of a different format, which of course that's going to happen. Uh, this is classified as supernatural horror, and Lemire hits it out of the park with his dialogue and his art style. I love that his, it's, you know, Jeff Lemire is one of those people that he just multi-talented. He can, he can write, he can draw, he can do all these, all these crazy things. So I'm a big fan. Um, I really enjoyed the, the use of watercolor on the backgrounds and this one, it adds depth to it and it has like a monochrome style to it that kind of fits the tone of what they're going for so far. But his uh, Lemire has a very distinct art style. When you when you see it, you know it's that's Jeff Lemire. Like you just know that's his style. That's just you know the way that he draws his characters, their facial expressions, their face facial structures. Really great stuff. Uh, I, I'm on board with this one as well. There's no way I'm gonna, I'm going to not continue this one. It is a bigger issue than the normal, so it is a little bit. The cover price is is a little bit more. But you get a lot more pages in it than you you would have with another number one. So there's always that, and who can complain about that? But I loved his characterizations. I loved his character work. That's where he really shines for me is his character work and introducing characters to you. And with within a very short period of time, you're invested in them, that you care about them, or at least they seem like real people. Whether or not you care about them or not, they seem like real people. They, they feel real, like you can reach out and touch them. And that's a very, very important skill, especially in comics, because you only have a certain amount of panels, a certain amount of time, and the the amount of the amount of time that he puts into it with his art and his writing to have you invested or really feel like these characters have substance, that they're real. That's just a a great skill to have, and I'm not sure how he does it, but he does it very well. So I, of course, I'll be continue continuing with this one. This is another one. Uh, that I I went with high expectations and it it met those expectations, really loved it. Now I, I say I really loved it. It just wasn't my pick of the week. It was a it was a great book, but there was one that edged it out. So, and I'll get to that here in a second. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Uh, Fish flies. I'm curious to see where this is going. Um, from the preview for the next issue, I'm. I'm I'm not sure that it's going to be somewhat like the kind of story that I enjoy, the kind of horror that I enjoy, but um, just for the art alone and for the characters, I'm, I'm in, I'm invested. I'm, I'm on board. So I'm along for the ride. The next one is night terrors, <laughs> green lantern issue one now. Okay. And uh, this, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to talk about this issue because I had been dipping in and out of night terrors. I think the, the concept is interesting because we have insomnia who is, who put, who's put everyone to sleep. He's looking for the, I believe the nightmare stone or the dream stone. And he's trying to find the location, which is hidden in one of the character, one of the heroes dreams. So he's trying to figure out where the stone is and he, and he's trying to, to, um, he's haunting their nightmares and trying to find out the location. Now, each one, I, I think some of these have been pretty hit and miss for me. The uh, the Night Terrors proper 
series. That's been I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed the Joker issue that we talked about last week, which was a surprise that I enjoyed it so much. But some of the other ones have been I, I just I, I just can't latch on to them, and I'll explain why. So in this one, you know, I have an attachment to Green Lantern because of when I I don't know about 10, 15 years ago I started I read the the John's runs for Green Lantern the uh, the lead up to Blackest Night I forget the 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 arc but the uh, you know the the parallax arc and then we read the the other one the the arcs leading up to it so I had this this soft spot for for Green Lantern I didn't really care about the the character until that arc and that that did fit that did draw me into that character and draw me into the world and I I started to care about all the Green Lantern Corps and all that kind of stuff. So I, I do have a soft spot for Green Lantern. Now with this one, and something that I talked about with the Batman book as well, with, with Night Terror's Batman, is in the Batman book, they talked a lot about his parents. His nightmare was his parents dying. And that's, a, that's an event that we've we've gone over time after time. And, and I know how instrumental it is into Bruce Wayne becoming Batman I know how that set him on the path to become Batman. I get it. Of course, that'd be his his greatest fear. That that's his nightmare, right? That would, that would be what the first thing that would probably come to his mind, right? And we because we've heard so much about it over the years, and it's been you know repeated in Green Lantern. We kind of the same thing. We we go over the greatest hits of these fears that, without even opening the book, if you know just a little bit about Green Lantern, you can probably guess what his nightmare will be about. And you're right. It's <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go over those same events over and over again that are the most popular events that have happened, right? That's gonna be the first thing that we all think of is what would Green Lantern's nightmare be? Oh, it'd be this. Uh, it'd be a, a, a play on this event. But as his his father dying, right? So it's kind of you know that'd be the first thing we would all think of. I really wish they would have picked something else. I really wish we would have done something that is more personal or that had it's kind of a, like, like an, an older event. Cause there's years and years and years, decades of continuity for these characters. There's all these different events that have happened to them. Let's pick something obscure. Let's pick something that has affected them personally that we could, we could play on that we can play with that We can, we can draw them, you know, we can draw the reader in with another event that wasn't maybe not the most popular thing that ever happened. We haven't, Maybe not Batman or Bruce Wayne's parents being killed or Hal Jordan's dad dying. Maybe it's not those events, but something else that hit them personally that was important to their character. But something else that isn't just what we'd all expect. I think there's an, a missed opportunity here to do something different and to tell these stories and, and maybe even draw interest into past events that we may have forgotten about. You know, draw on on some older events, and that can people like me who want who are looking for, for for stories to read, to say, well, I I didn't know that happened to him. Maybe I'll go in and check and see what that was about, and I'll go back and look for those old issues, or I'll look for the trade, and I'll I'll go back and read a story, or an event that pulled from this, you know, that they pulled from. So I think it was a, it was a missed opportunity. Now I, I get that they you know they have to go for the most, the most well known things and. People like me would be like, who the hell are these people? You know, I don't, I don't know who these people are. But if you can give a bit of background on maybe a person that they loved that they lost or, or a time they failed or a time that they couldn't save someone 
or a time that they didn't win the day or whatever. I think given a little bit of background to people like me and saying this is why it's his nightmare, this is why it's her nightmare or whatever, I think that would have been much more interesting than using the greatest hits over and over and over again. And they're greatest hits because they're greatest hits because we all love them. But I think this one was just a, a missed opportunity. What they did with Joker was great. I love Joker because it's it's not going back to the same thing over and over again. It's something different. It's something fun. It's something that made me laugh. So I think in this sense, for the Green Lantern book and the Batman book, I'm not sure about the other ones, but the, these two in particular, just I just felt like I just felt like there could have been something really creative and really new and fresh done with the, with this opportunity with Insomnia that I just think we missed a chance to do, to do something different. So I, I will not be continuing uh, the Green Lantern book because uh, I just don't care because <laughs> I've read those stories before and I don't really have to rehash them because they've been rehashed so many times. Um, I will be conti- I will read the the main story though because I, I'm interested to see as a whole what the event is about and kind of see what they do with it. But the individual books I haven't been crazy about. I will probably pick up Joker because I, I, I like the first one so much. But the rest have been not so great. I, I did flip through the Flash book when I was at the, at the, uh, the bookstore. And I did kind of just like skim through it and it just didn't catch my attention. It just, it just not something that interested me. So I passed on that one. Just uh, n- not uh, not something I'm interested in. So, with all that said, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I feel like I'm being a Debbie Downer, but that just wasn't my thing. So, my pick of the week this week was one that I I didn't even really hear about before I picked it up. I didn't even know about it. I didn't hear any hype behind it. I didn't hear a whole lot about it. But that is The Lonesome Hunters, Wolf Child Number 1. This is published by Dark Horse with Tyler Crook. Uh, Tyler Crook does the script, art, and lettering in this one, and... It does feel very, very seamless. It does. It does have a, a very organic feeling. It has, feels like it's it's come together very well, because it all feels like it fit, and that's why. Because <laughs> one person did everything, so fantastic job. And I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, this book is a, is following several different characters, several several different storylines. Uh, it almost feels like we jump into the middle of a story. It almost felt like you jumped into a middle of a, of a series kind of the way the story rolls out, but uh, it's about Howard and Lupe are in a small town stranded, and uh, there's a there's several things going on. There's They're stranded in a small town. We get some background on Howard, his family history, his past. There's a mysterious young boy in a mask. There's a religion, a, a religious organization with their own beliefs and their own motivations and their own uh, crazy plans. There's a sword. There's talking birds. There's animals attacking livestock. Uh, there's lots packed in. There's lots of things packed into this one. Um, now I mentioned we, it seems like we we jump into the middle of a story, but when you jump into this first book, it does feel a little bit like we're missing something. But the way that the the issue rolls out, we learn more and more, and we start to fill in those gaps. And I love that. I think that was done very well because you feel a little bit confused at first, but you start to fill in all those things that you weren't sure about. And of course we don't learn a whole lot in the first issue, but you learn enough to say, okay, I have a general idea of what's going on here, kind of where everyone is. But I love that uh, Howard's backstory. There's his, his father has a backstory connection to this religious organization. 
uh, and there's lots of things being set up here, lots of setup. And too much setup can be bad, but there was just enough setup here that really caught my attention. The, the artwork, uh, the artwork has a very muddled and kind of a, like a dirty look to it, uh, which fits perfectly with the vibe and the kind of the, the feeling you get when you're, when you're reading this one, it has almost like a, like a mud, like a muddled look to it, but in the best way, uh, fit perfectly with the vibe. I love the characters, love the story. There's all these weird things going on that I, I want to know more about from page one. I was hooked. I was, what I was just, I was, I just couldn't take my eyes off the page flew through it. Um, but yeah, lots of great stuff. I think it's going to be a great series. I have lots, I have really high hopes for this one. This is my pick of the week. Um, I think this is from what I understand, I believe this is horror as well. So lots of horror books this week, but I am very intrigued. Uh, there's lots of things, uh, that are being set up here. Like I said, the sword, especially there's some, some background on the sword that we learn about and, where it may be or what's the, what the history of the sword is and what it really, what it really means and what it doesn't mean. All, I'm sure there's things that we're all going to find out very soon, but wow, I, this was my pick of the week. Great, great stuff. Uh, I will be continuing of course for this one. I er, just hit on, on every cylinder for me. Uh, very, very excited to see where this goes next. Uh, the lonesome hunters wolf child. Number one, my pick of the week. Great stuff. Tyler Crook does a great job. I was surprised that it was one person, but then when I read that it was one person, it's like, okay, that makes sense because it did flow very well. Everything felt very put together. It felt seamless. Like there was one person working on it. And of course there was one person working on it. So great stuff. So, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. Thanks for, for coming by to listen to me talk about what I'm reading. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to connect with me, I can be found on page chewing.com. Uh, join our forums. Well, we have a, a blog front page, or we also have the forums. Uh, we have all of our all of our discussions there. We have lots of other things that we're doing. We're meeting for for thirty days of night. We're starting those discussions. Uh, we had our first one uh, today, which is Sunday. That'll be coming this week. Last week, we also I also posted the volume two discussion for Killer Be Killed Volume Two with my friend Chris Moen. We will be taking a week off because Chris is traveling but we will be continuing with uh, volume three the following week. Also, I will, I'm still posting the berserk discussions. We're doing those. Uh, I'll do a couple each week because I'm trying to catch up. We just recorded volume 15. So I have quite a few weeks to catch up with for, for those discussions, but we'll catch up and then we'll be current on the podcast. And yeah, lots, lots of great stuff coming up. I also had my interview with the Ripa versus Eric July. Eric is a, really friendly person really kind and, and friendly and giving and very uh, easy to talk to we could have talked for a lot longer but he's a very busy man and he had an hour so i was sure to wrap up within the hour but uh, yeah uh, really great stuff for those of you those of you who haven't listened to that yet we didn't get a whole lot into politics or anything like that it was it was more of the comic side you know logistics building a team the crowdfunding the the reaction from the industry, all those kind of things. We also talked about uh, Eric's album that he'll, he can never get tired of, his favorite friendly recipes, and some other just fun, fun questions. So if you haven't heard that, go by and check out that episode and uh, give it a listen if you would. 
Uh, also, if you would, if you enjoy the show, uh, leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps out. And uh, yeah, I'll keep plugging away as long as someone keeps listening. So thanks again for, for listening again this week. really appreciate it. And I hope to hear from all of you. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm here. And uh, let me know what, what you'd like me to read next. If you have any suggestions, I'm all ears. So until next time, we will talk to everyone soon. And I hope you all have a great reading week and a great week just in general. Talk to you soon.